Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Ford Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big brandy guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist, and I have a special guest today. Mr. Josh Rosenberg, who calls himself a very good marketing consultant, and I'll let him explain exactly why he does it. Hey, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here. My pleasure. Now, tell everyone about your company and what you do as a very good marketing consultant. Sure. So the name was actually a joke. It was taken from uh, the show Parks and Recreation, Uh which I'm a big fan of. And in the very last season, they kind of fast forward about five years or so into the future. So you can see where all the characters' lives have taken them. And I'll admit, one thing I've never been good at is coming up with clever names. Well, they show one character. His name is Ron Swanston. He's very much uh, uh, works with his hands a lot. He does a lot of construction and building and carpentry and stuff. And he had the company called a very good construction company. And he explained it by saying that he went to talk about or express the quality of work that he delivers without seeming too showy. And I got a really good giggle out of that. I loved it. I said, you know what? I've been racking my brain thinking of a name for a little while now. That one sounds perfect. Wow. So in terms of your company, what's your sweet spot? What's your area of specialty? Because marketing covers a lot of territory, as you know. Sure. Um, I got into the direct response world in 2007. Worked with companies about 24, 25 different verticals, generating over $100 million in revenue. Um, focusing on all areas of marketing and grew to the point where um, I I just had such an immense amount of experience and um, had gone through trials and tribulations and ups and downs of so many different brands that I realized that the service that we could provide that's better than what most people can do is fractional CMO services, where we can overhaul all of your efforts from the top down, install the systems and um, the guidelines to allow your marketing team to deliver the highest quality work, Um, put in the numbers, the KPIs that they have to hit so that there's always reaching for goals and they're incentivized to, to work their butts off. And basically look at both the macro and the micro of everything that you're doing so that we can help make improvements in unison. So what we usually find is that, you know, if you're an online business, seven to eight figures, you probably have copywriter, someone doing your emails, maybe an outside vendor doing your ads. You might have an affiliate manager and everybody knows kind of what they're doing in their own lane, but it's sort of like everybody works as their own private little sector and there's not very much connectivity. And so when we can kind of tie everybody together and we can look at everything that we're doing and take all of our numbers and all of our stats and all of our tracking and one at a time optimize everything individually while keeping an eye on the big picture in total, 
what we're left with is essentially predictable growth where there's absolutely no reason that we can't grow. And so long as, um, you know, your team is accountable and they're actually motivated and we have a lot of structure and stuff that we can do and, uh, to keep everybody really motivated, as long as that's in place, then there's really no reason in the world why we can't be successful and cannot see consistent growth week over week, year over year. And you mentioned the term KPI. Explain to our listeners and readers what that may readers and viewers what that may be, uh, what sure. that means because they may not be familiar with it. Sure, sure. So KPIs stands for key performance indicators, and it's sort of the measuring stick of how somebody is doing. If you have an employee who works on, let's say, a sales commission-based um, position, and they know that this year they have to generate $250,000 in revenue, for instance, that's their KPI, $250,000. That's their key performance indicator. And what it means is this indicates if they're performing their key tasks correctly. Mm. Anything under that number, they're not really hitting it. And anything over it, great, they're being more successful. We can readjust next year, maybe set the numbers and the goals a little bit higher next year since they've proven they can already do it. But this also leaves us a room where we can put in this awesome incentive program that I got to tell you, at first, most CEOs are against it. And then when they see how successful it is, they wonder why they ever lived without it, which is um, a lot of times I'll tell um, team members, if you go over your numbers, you get to keep 10% of whatever you generate. So if that 250,000 or half a million or a million, whatever your numbers are, Anything over that, you get to keep part of it as part of your end of the year performance bonus. And I have um, uh, a client who had brought in uh, an affiliate manager and we made sure that her training was up to par and everything. She was making um, $100,000 a year as a salary employee. We set her KPI number at four to one, meaning she had to generate 400,000 because she was getting paid 100. So it's four to one. That was the measuring stick. And we um, gave her all the tools that she needed to be successful. I told the, uh, the CEO, whatever uh, you're doing, the world of marketing is constantly changing. There's always new things that are evolving. So whatever somebody's salary is, you should budget another 10 to 15% on top of that for training. Uh, because there's going to be something that comes up throughout the year, inevitably, that we can pounce on. If we're the, uh, we get first movers advantage, if we're the first people out of the gate to do this, we're going to blow away the competition. And so that's kind of where we were with this affiliate manager. Um, we got her trained up with some really, really incredible uh, people. And she ended up being able to generate $1.7 million. Whoa. Previously, this is a, a company that only really uh, did around $3 million in revenue. So by herself, single-handedly, she generated 58% of the year's previous revenue totals. She wow. Yeah, it was impressive. And now at the end of the year, she got to take home a $70,000 bonus. That is amazing. She became the most dedicated, hardworking, and loyal employee they could ever ask for. The following year, she immediately said, next year, I'm going to hit $2 million. The following year, she ended up doing about $2.6 million. Wow. Wow. And what, is and what kind of business were they in? They were um, a health and fitness business. So they uh, were an online business that specialized in helping people to lose weight and get into better health. Okay. Okay. Um, and so that's the kind of compounding effect 
that a lot of this can have that when um, you, you kind of install these systems in place and these motivators, you can't help but be successful. And what we realize um, is that sales and marketing is the lifeblood of any company. If you don't have that, you don't have revenue coming in. You don't have customers. You're dead in the water. But it's also a weird area in that it's one of these jobs that you really need, a business owner really needs to understand it themselves. Almost like um, when you hear about the CEO that starts off in the mailroom and then over years works their way up to head of the company, they've done every single job Hmm. and that's how they can be successful. Sales and marketing is really one where you need to have that experience. And if we work with a client who that wasn't their, their upbringing, you know, that they have no experience, maybe they have an MBA, but they, or maybe they're, um, they just took over in a company as an investor, whatever it is. If they don't have that firsthand knowledge of sales and marketing, they end up shooting themselves in the foot because it's a matter of you don't know what you don't know. Well, I agree with that. And I got to add one component to that, which is branding, which is what I do. Okay. Because a lot of these companies, they focus on the sales and the marketing, but their branding is off. And when I say branding, I don't mean visual branding. I mean, the, the hardcore strategic branding because. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because the brand is going to get you known and then marketing takes over to get you found and get you desired and selling will get you paid. And so I always preach that the three have to work together. Would you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. I I always think that your branding gives birth to your marketing and sales. You need that in place first. Right. And the, the big problem that I see a lot is business owners want to be everything to everybody. And in turn, that ends up making them nothing to anybody. That's right. I had um, a client about two years ago who was um, in the CBD space. And it is so ungodly saturated, especially then. And it's really difficult to advertise because most of the big ad networks don't want you advertising it. So standing out is really impossible. And at the time, he kind of had an idea of what he wanted to do. Well, I come to find out that this gentleman that owned the business, he was a veteran. Um, he had been let go. He had suffered from some PTSD. His, um, he was unable to sleep well most nights. He was under a lot of stress and he didn't want to be addicted to prescription medication the rest of his life. It had really bad side effects. And so he discovered that CBD allowed him to stay calm and relaxed, sleep better. He had um, the relationships with his friends and family improved. And he wanted to serve the veteran community. Okay, well, now we're on to something. Well, the very first thing that we noticed is that their bestseller was these uh, gummies that help you to sleep. He sent me a few and they were phenomenal. I've never slept so well in my life. They're great. <laughs> and so we decided that this is, you know, the branding was going to be around um, these products that are made by veterans for everyday heroes. So EMTs, police officers, firefighters, um, first responders, veterans, anybody that, you know, kind of puts their body and their livelihood on the line to help others. That's the market that we were going to be targeting. And so that became the basis for all of our marketing. Hmm. And I found this story about the U.S. government in the 70s were experimenting on soldiers by giving them different kinds of steroids and this drug and that drug and stuff to try and overhaul their performance. It was Honestly, there was a lot of ties to the Captain America comic book. They're trying to create these super soldier serums. They realized that they could enhance a soldier's abilities for the very short term. 
you can make somebody, you know, get them jacked up. And believe me, at the time they were experimenting with some uh, narcotics that are absolutely illegal now, but that there's a diminishing return very quickly. Your body can only sustain that for a short period of time. But what they found above everything else that allowed you to operate at peak performance mentally and physically for the longest periods of time was sleep, getting really good, high quality, natural sleep. It improves your immune system, improves absolutely everything. And there's literally no bad side effect, except for maybe if you sleep in a little bit late, you miss the alarm, like, you know, but long-term it's good for you. This was the thing that the military had said, that's it. We need to improve how our soldiers are sleeping when they're in stressful situations. Well, we took this story and wrapped it around this product of these CBD gummies and it became a bestseller. Wow. And all this started from the branding itself. <laughs> it's all about differentiation, right? Absolutely. My goodness. So who is your ideal client? Do you work in certain industries, retail, manufacturing, service-based restaurants? Are they of a certain size, a certain annual income? Give us an idea of who do you serve? Sure. Um, the clients that I, I've been able to service uh, the best, I think, are online business owners um, who are in the seven to eight figure revenue range annually. Um, this can be from information-based products, supplements, um, software companies, so SaaS companies. Um, we've worked with quite a few tech startup companies who have been recently funded. And um, this is able to be successful because especially when you just had an influx of money coming in, you need systems in place, you need operations, you need order. You can't just hire a bunch of employees and expect them, everyone to know what they're doing and be successful. Um, and what we found is when you have a full-time chief marketing officer, that's roughly a quarter of a million dollars salary plus full benefits, plus this, plus that, it ends up becoming very expensive. And if you're a company that's doing 18, 25, 30 million dollars. Okay, that's an expense you have because now your marketing team is large enough you need somebody internal full time. But before you get there, a lot of companies are kind of in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And so that's where being able to help on a fractional level works. So if you need somebody for an hour a week, 10 hours a week, 20 hours, whatever that is, um, we can save you a ton of money while providing the same level of service mm -hmm. as you're growing. And then hopefully, you know, as bad as this is for me and, uh, as a business owner, my goal is to help you to grow to the point where you need to hire somebody full-time and you kind of graduate past us. Wow. 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 So what's the biggest problem you solve for your clients? Because as I was listening to you, and by the way, I just acknowledge you for what you're doing. I think this is awesome. Is it? Well, thank you. Is it lead generation? Is it conversions? Is it being able to put together the kind of system where they can have a steady flow of clients? I mean, what exactly is the biggest problem you solve for the people you serve? Sure. So the first one is, again, it has to do with the branding and the messaging. Okay. And um, if you have a landing page up there, let's just say that you, and I've worked with a lot of law firms, let's say that you provide um, general legal counsel, that's, you're trying to be something to everybody. Yeah. You put that out there and you, you send all the traffic in the world to it. And it's, you know, your headline says something about call us with any of your legal needs. You're not speaking to anybody in particular. Right. Right. I had um, one client who 
because of the town that they lived in, there was a lot of hills and windy roads uh, that were not very well taken care of. So there's a lot of potholes and stuff. And when you have rain or snow, how many car accidents are going to be? So even though they were personal injury, which right there, we can just stay with that if we wanted to, we ended up talking about motor vehicle accidents mm -hmm. caused by the city's negligence to maintain the roads and the safety. They became the number one personal injury attorney of their kind in their, um, uh, their, their zip code and the surrounding zip codes yeah. and their business doubled within the, the first year. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. So, I guess, Yeah, go ahead. Uh -huh. Oh, no, I was going to say, so yeah, first one is we've got to get the right messaging to the right people at the right time. That's your, that's your branding. And that's how, you know, your messaging spells it out. So that's always number one. And then the second one is most businesses like to think, um, go from their front end. So whatever product or service they are selling to you on day number one, and then slowly try to figure out what else they can sell you down the line. Um, depending on the business, this always, isn't always the case, but I want to look at what is on the very back end. What is going to be the most um, high profit margin item? Mm -hmm. uh, could we find a place for a twenty dollars to $50,000 private mastermind group that we can add on to your, your business? And if you're selling high-end software or um, a lot of stuff in the how-to world, so how to make money in real estate investing, how to get into stock trading and all that, we absolutely can add some of those services on. Great. Now we have something that we're aiming to get people in with that back end, we need to make as attractive as possible. And then we step backwards every step of the way until we figure out, okay, if we want to funnel people all the way to this expensive thing, how do we get them in the door with the least resistance possible? What is the easiest way to get somebody to say yes, absolutely, with very little pushback? And now we've created sort of a, a vacuum where we can funnel somebody down and we're able to take whatever your average lifetime customer value is now. And I've been in situations where we can multiply it by nine to 18%. Huh. Wow. So you're a funnel master. That's one of your sweet spots. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just something that, that comes with the, uh, the territory that I've been doing for so long, even before uh, Russell Brunson came out with click funnels and people started using that term. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because there's so many marketing firms out there. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, what really makes you different from others? And why are you better than the competition? Any, any response to that? Yeah. Um, most of the competition that I've seen out there, and there are some exceptions, um, most of the people that are out there have never made a single dollar doing this themselves. Yeah. They are sold uh, through some kind of a program and I can name a few of them, but I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Um, <laughs> they're a program where they're basically told, Hey, you have no experience. You can set up this agency and all you have to do is follow our templates and tell your clients, follow these templates and they'll be successful. And if that sounds like a really stupid idea, you're right. It is uh, the, packaging the webinars the vsls that are around that that essentially are selling these con artist services never really laid out like that they make it sound as legitimate as possible but that's exactly what you're saying again i've been doing this for 15 years um i've created a number of the top converting offers in this time is about 20 different verticals the number one selling offer of its kind on the planet multiple times i have a track record a mile long so 
you know, uh, there's, there's no such thing as a templatable system that universally works for everybody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But this is great. This is great. And so your website is what? So, because I want people who are tuning in to know how to get a hold of you. So what's your, what's your website? It's very good marketing consultants.com. Yes, it is a long URL, but it's very easy to remember. And if you're um, an online business owner, that's in the info product space, SaaS um, or supplement space, um, there's a form there at the bottom where you could schedule time. We can hop on a call for 15 minutes and uh, see if maybe we can, we're a good team together. But if not, either way, my goal is I want to be able to find some sort of hidden or underutilized asset that you don't realize your, your business has or could very easily create. And I want to be able to help you see it so that I could put about $10,000 in your pocket over the course of that 15 minute call. Now, I can't do this for every business. If you're in, you know, medical goods or manufacturing or something else that's outside of my wheelhouse, I don't think that's going to be possible. But um, if you're the kind of client that I've just described, then uh, even if we don't end up working together, I want to try and um, make you some money or in that call. Do you have on your website some sample case studies where perhaps people can see some of those high converting offers that you know work and what doesn't work? Is that on your website as well? Or how can they access yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, uh, some case studies up there that people could take a look at. Absolutely. Good, 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 good. Because, I mean, my God, there's such confusion out there in terms of what the offer should be and what lead magnets work and what doesn't work and what's the customer journey and all that kind of stuff. Man, you're speaking my language. I love it. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> so what's the uh, what, what really bugs you the most, though, when you sort of look out there in the industry and who you're up against and who people think can do the same thing? You, you mentioned one, which is people, the con artists who sell the templates and the wash and repeat and plug and play kind of stuff. But what, what really bugs you? Is there a lot of outdated advice out there now when it comes to marketing, online marketing? So that's the funny thing. Um, Marketing doesn't really change. It's human psychology. It's sales psychology. What worked a hundred years ago still works now. Yes, it gets more refined, um, but the psychology aspect of it will always remain a constant. What I don't like is when something is very overhyped. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is selling a supplement, um, let's just say that can help speed up your metabolism so that you can naturally burn calories throughout the day, right? That's a fine headline or a fine idea on its own. Then the next person is going to say, shed 10 pounds in two days. Well, <laughs> no, we're going to do better. 25 pounds in two days. And it's just going to be this cycle of overhyped nothingness. And you're essentially trying to prey to on the people that don't know anybody that are in a desperate place that are looking for something that is, too good to be true. If you look in any like uh, men's health and fitness magazines, you're going to see two thirds of the magazines are ads for protein powders and protein supplements featuring the most gigantic looking bodybuilder in the world, making these promises. You turn the page and there's somebody that looks even bigger than him selling the com uh, competitions thing. Um, if your product is really that good, and you know how you, you have your branding right, so you have a differentiator. You don't need to be that over hypey. Exactly. You can speak to people in a much more earnest way. Speak to them more honestly. Uh, a lot of us have our automatic BS meters that go off. Yeah. And so 
you're going to have a huge amount of potential customers that look at this and just say, no, this person's lying. I've seen this before. It's, it's garbage. And you're going to be getting rid of a lot of potential customers. You're left with the people that are in a bad, desperate situation, people that are gullible, naive, that are looking for this last second Hail Mary pass. Mm. And not only are you doing them a dis, I mean, if your product really is that good, then cool. Um, but if it's not, then you're doing them a major disservice. You're crooked for doing it. Whoever advised you on marketing this way should refund your money right away because they did you a disservice. And it really just tarnishes the name of everybody in the industry because everybody that's outside of this world will look at you and say, oh, we're just going to group you in with those people over there because you seem to be uh, full of it like they are. Wow, Mike. I could, I could listen to you all day long. For those of you who are tuning in, this guy is brilliant. He is being so real with you right now in terms of what to do and what not to do and how to avoid mistakes and more importantly, waste a lot of precious time, money, and energy. And let me tell you what I also am picking up about this guy that I really like. His marketing works. He's got proven strategies and tactics, things that you can do to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And so, listen, is there anything else, Josh, that, that you want to say to our to our audience before we sign off? Well, I want to thank you very much uh, for allowing me to come on here and talk to your audience. So thank you very much. Um, and really, uh, you know, your branding is your, your cornerstone. Everything else is built off of that. If you are a business owner and you don't know how to speak to somebody and differentiate yourself and make yourself, make your service or product sound very unique in the first few seconds, you need to really go back and work on that and refine it. Um, the exercise that I usually like to do with my clients is I'll have them ask the customers why three, four times, you know, why do you want this, this product? Well, because I want to learn how to uh, invest in real estate. Why? Because I want to make money in real estate. Why? Because I've been living paycheck to paycheck and I'm scared. And if I'm sick at any point, then how am I going to take care of my family? Why is that important? Because I want to protect my family, create generational wealth, and make sure that my kids and grandkids will always have a roof over their head. Well, there we go. Now we have something that we just dug a little bit deeper and we can really, that right there, the whole idea of create, making sure future generations are protected we can build a brand around that concept that we otherwise couldn't have. So um, as a great exercise, talk to some of your, your customers, your clients, and just ask them the question, why three, four, five times get down to that deepest level. And that will really help you create your, your messaging. Oh my God. You and I are so on the same page. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The fresh air to finally talk to a marketing guy <laughs> who's a strategist. Cause I'm a brand strategist, right? Not a brand sure. designer. So I love talking to a marketing guy who's not just some tactical guy. This guy's a strategist as well. So listen, thanks again, my friend. And again, tell everyone what your website is. And also, are you on social media? Um, so I am on social media as my private accounts. Um, I, so it's really, I'm not really putting out too much content there. I know I should be doing more of it. Um, but you can find me at... Um, very good marketing consultants.com. That's my URL. Uh, Instagram, it's at the only Josh R. 
Um, and then on Facebook, it, it would just be look up um, Josh Rosenberg. I know it's a really common name, <laughs> but but you'll see a picture of me and my. Yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna see my my headshot, and I'm in a suit and tie. It's kind of hard to miss. My banner is also for my business, so if you see that, you know you're in the right place. Oh my God! Well, listen, God bless you for being here, my friend. You're awesome, and for our audience today, thank you for tuning in. I know you gain a lot from this. This is one to bookmark for sure. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply, and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandFordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart, to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love. I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.